Well, speaking about the issue of roads, right, and um, I wonder if any of you saw the video footage of the carnage out here in Durban, where the driver of a truck which slammed into 46 vehicles on the M41 in Omshlanga, KZN, just the the other day, um, has been arrested. Initially fleeing from the scene, what we understand, the 23-year-old handed himself over to police last night after fleeing the disaster scene. Multiple people sustained injuries, although no deaths were, were reported. And, you know, when one had to look at all those videos coming out, you know, amateur videos by those who were passing the scene or by first responders, one wondered that, you know, they, this must have been the scene of multiple fatalities. But fortunately, alhamdulillah, people uh, being injured, but no deaths being reported. Nonetheless, an absolute chaotic scene and a dangerous scene for the drivers on the M41 on that uh, on that early morning now the durban north police are investigating a case of reckless and negligent driving we discussed the latest accident involving a truck with the ceo of the road freight agency gavin kelly good evening gavin salam alaikum tonight to you and your listeners Thank you for, for joining us and making yourself available once again, Gavin. Gavin, I'm sure you must have seen the scenes of carnage on uh, that M41 road as you know you go towards Mshlanga, Riverside, and Glen Ashley, that area there. What, what were your first thoughts when you when you saw that, Gavin? Well, Janae, the fir- my first thoughts were, uh, no, not again, not another one. How many more of these are we going to have? And then obviously as the video plays and you see the footage of the various vehicles you start counting in your mind and you mentally start preparing yourself for something really bad at the end and I must say I, I, I you know praise to God that there were no people killed I know they are seriously injured and we hope and we trust that they will recover as soon as possible but it's just an absolute disbelief it's shock and then of course when we see the next set of videos coming along and there's a bit of of talk on social media and, and I must say we don't have the facts of what's happened but when you see pictures posted and it's the same old stuff it's brakes that aren't working it's trucks that seem not to be roadworthy there's just nothing else than anger that that's the very first reaction that I had was 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 anger that this is still continuing mm. Um, you know, Gavin, uh, of course, a truck involved once again, and, uh, you know, you as the, uh, you know, the, the, the association of the, or the, you know, a person who's been involved in trucking and transportation for a, you know, for a, for a long, long time. Uh, surely the thoughts go that what was the level of roadworthiness, the, lo- the, the level of training of the driver itself. And uh, the, the question once again belies that what are authorities doing or are they doing enough to ensure that you know, non-compliant vehicles and, and road users and drivers are, are, are taken care of? Well, as, as you saw, Junaid, in, in my statement, I said that we need to address some of the critical failings and and I've been saying this over a number of years now and this is of course the very first question are we doing the right things and it's easy to to point a finger at authorities or to find somebody and I always call it you go start looking blame storming but the question is are we doing the right things and if we are not doing the right things how do we ensure they're done so how do we Make sure that authorities, if if the problem lies only with authorities, which it doesn't, but how do we make sure that the authorities do what they need to do? How do we assist them to make sure they do what they need to do? And then when we find 
culprits, when we find those who don't want to abide by the law, what do we do with them? Do we allow them to continue operating? Do, do we allow a system where corruption, where money can buy your way through? Or do we stop that? So there's really two prongs to this. It's, it's the industry itself, and then it's those who are involved in ensuring safety and roadworthiness of where or at the standards where they should be. Hmm. You know, Gavin, the, the usage or rather the, the, the transportation of heavy goods and, and, and large freight vehicles like trucks, they are obviously going to be on our, on our South African roads for, for years to come. I mean, we've got no railway, we've got no alternative, and, and trucking is the, the way of uh, well, goods across Southern Africa. I mean, what should be done by way of, um, you know, assisting the industry to become more safer? One thing is that compliance of vehicles, but we've seen other countries experiment with different things, like certain timing, certain schedules, etc., that trucks are allowed to be on a road or or you're not allowed to use a certain highway or freeway. Will that work in South Africa? Well, you know, it all works if you've got bits and pieces of a greater transport system. Let me rather use the term system. So, we've had a number of incidents involving side tippers or the coal trucks. Why have we had those happening? Because there's this tremendous pressure now to move the commodity coal to the ports because the rail system isn't working. I'm just trying to use an example. So if the rail system was doing what it was doing, we would then not have this tremendous pressure. And of course, the demand is such that these these vehicles are, are traveling uh, in huge numbers along various routes. So you need to make sure that your transport system is, is an integrated system. And that's always a typical governmental word. But you've got to make sure that you move your bulk commodities, the commodities that need to be on rail, you move them by rail. And the same is, is, is with passengers as well, where you have huge volumes of passengers, huge volumes of people needing to get to work from from where they stay into various areas. You've got to build systems to assist them to do that safely and efficiently. So once you have that happening, you can then start concentrating your resources on making sure that those who travel on the roads do so lawfully, safely, and com- in, in compliance, and you can start targeting. So you could now look at various operators, say operator one, two, or three, or transporter one, two, or three, and you look at their record, and you focus on them far more strictly than you would on the average, the average transporter, those who aren't giving you problems. So you've really got to sit down, identify your risk areas, identify the risk operators or transporters, and then work on those huge risks to reduce them. Kevin Kelly, thank you for joining us on radio this evening and uh, commenting on uh, well that that serious crash as well as uh, solutions to the uh, you know to the road freight industry and the and the dangers and the issues facing it. And have a good evening ahead of you, Kevin. Tonight to you and your listeners, Shukran. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> CEO of the Road Freight Agency, Gavin Kelly, uh, and that's on the back of this horrendous crash on the M41. The M41, for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with that area, this, of course, is the old Blue Lagoon Road.